Do you feel that you have what it takes to do podcasting? Or maybe you simply feel that you have something that you want to say. Well, Sue Rich Media Group wants to help you bring those words to life. Book your session now with Sue Rich Media Group. Join us in this space where we can help you bring your words to life. That's SueRichMediaGroup.com. Book your session now. Hey, what's up, family? It's your boy, The Bishop, and I want to share a real moment with you. I spent my life a lot of times reaching, dreaming, hoping, thinking of the way my life would be better and how things would turn out, but I could never walk into it for some reason. There was just something not happening. I realized something here recently when my life shipped that I had not been activated. I had not been in the right space with the right people to receive the activation for my life. So that's what we're talking about with this podcast. It's the activation conversation. We're talking about things that are going to get you active, get you moving and focus forward on your dreams, whatever the case is that you're expecting for yourself. That's what we're talking about right here. You're not just going to hear from me. We're going to talk to everyday people who have made the stride and are making the stride to get to their better place. We're having real conversations, activation conversations. Let's get into it. What's up, good people? Look, I think today is probably going to be one of those days where the conversation is probably going to go in a million different ways. And so I'm just telling you guys ahead of time so that by the time you hear this, by the time you get to the end of it, you're in full knowledge of, okay, how did we get from here to here to here to here? It, it, it's, it's the makeup of the conversation that we're getting ready to have today. But above all things, welcome everybody to the Activation Conversation Podcast. You know what we do here. If you're going to have a conversation, let it be one of activation. So today, I um, I invited myself a special guest. And, and to my surprise, she's here. And uh, um, I'm actually excited because I get a chance to jump into a a really cool conversation. I think a lot of times to understand where you're going, you have to understand where, what and where you come from because that has a lot to do with um, your purpose. It has a lot to do with you as a person. And I think your past helps you understand your future. You know, when you when you don't understand your strength, what you probably should do best is connect to those who can better help you understand how did you get through. And sometimes when in doing so, you soon find that your strength is not just a, a combination of your own abilities. Certain things we are given, we are born with. You know, we, we have family that possess these abilities, and we have loved ones that we may or may not know or did not know. I, I never forget getting on Ancestry.com and learning the story of, of strong people who had gone through life moments, I mean, hundreds of years before me. So it didn't just happen when I got here. This is years before me. But sometimes your strength does not come from those who are far away. It's from somebody that's right next to you. They even raised you. So that's a great part of uh, the conversation is that you're able to not just talk to um, multimillionaires. You're talking to real survivors, people that have lived through life and have actually come out on the other side of situations that probably could have killed them. So, look, without all getting to everything else, I definitely want to take a moment and just say that my mom is here. So I have to welcome my mama to the activation conversation. So give her a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, look, I um I brought you here because I wanted, of course, to talk about my um, 
my grandmother and, and, and get some understanding about this, this woman um, and who she was. And then in doing so, of course, it, it walked me into this conversation about who you are and your strength and your abilities when you were talking about, you know, being eight years old, of course, and losing your mother. So I, I had a moment for me where I, I always go back to the book. Because the book, and, and just so you guys understand what the book is, my uh, grandmother wrote a book, uh, a, 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 it's a bunch of pages of love letters and information and and guidance and directives um, as though to carry out the rest of her life through those words. She wrote this to her children, um, giving them just core values that to live by and, and expectations. So there was no wor- wonder of... You know, what would she want us to do and how would she want us to do it? Uh, She kind of put it in words, but it always left me to wonder, how did she know to write this book? Well, it wasn't a book. She wrote us a letter. Well, that's what it is. It's a letter, but it's long like a book. Yeah, but then my sister turned around and Nick wrote a book. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Nick actually wrote the book and uh, put the letter inside of the book. Okay, so her book derived, so the multiple pages that we Come got from Nick. derived from the letter mm-hmm. that she wrote. Mm-hmm. So I just want to go back to to this moment. And mom, let me just tell you, thank you, because I mean, this is opening up a conversation that we may or may not be equipped to have, but I think we need to have. So I have to ask you, what was eight years old, to the best of your recollection, how old were you when you discovered this letter that had been written to you guys? I was eight. Discovered it the same day she died. Really? Mm-hmm. So, so you knew the letter was no had been written? No, we didn't know anything about the letter. Um, the day she died, um, Uncle Melvin and I were home, a cousin, friend, a Melvin, and was football team, and uh I was sitting on her lap, and my brother and I were in the room, and a friend had came over, and um, she had just kind of fell over, kind of like, and just kind of like nodded over. So, I mean, quite naturally, I thought she right. was asleep. Right. But um, she wasn't asleep. She was actually dying in, in that moment. In front of you. Yeah. But in, in the course of all of that happening, after the ambulance came, picked her up, and all that stuff, and everybody's in chaos, and I, I can remember that much of it. But Marianne, which is cousin's cousin Pooh mom, right? She came, um, and when she got there, she pretty much knew where the insurance was. And my mom had written the letter, the letter, the insurance card. Wow. Food stamps, and, and mind you, my mama worked two, three jobs, and my daddy worked for the city. We didn't need food stamps. We we lived we lived good, um, but all this stuff was in this in the insurance papers, so it wouldn't be hard to find. Um, she had our clothes already picked out um, that we were gonna wear to her funeral. She knew um, she didn't commit suicide. I thought she did for a long time uh, as I got older, but it was more or less. Um, it was really like she really knew. She knew, and she just wanted us to be prepared. She wanted us to know what. Life was gonna bring the challenges, and you just had to. You just had. We just had to be ready for them. So I got to ask you this, okay? So 
help me understand this. And y'all got to bear with me because I'm asking questions I don't I don't normally really ask or get to ask. Um, because we just never have you never slow down enough to think about this stuff. But I had so much time to think about this um, before putting it together because you know I hear the the things. I, auntie says and Gloria says, I hear the things that you you say and express. I, you know, I heard all the things a Mamie expressed and all of this stuff left you in a sense of awe of, of somebody you've never met. But yet there's a strength here. Um, do you feel like this was her way of controlling or even changing the narrative of her life? Or having that control to the end? I can't really say what a... I can't really say what a 36-year-old with four kids, Mm -hmm. 16, 15, 13, and 8, I can't imagine what a... Thank you for your strength, mama. I just I just didn't I think for me the 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 hard part was um imagining imagining the courage to write this letter. Whatever the outcome was, she had to have known something and for her to write this letter. I think she wrote the letter mainly so that my brothers and my sister and I so that we could stay together. She didn't want us in separate places. She didn't want us away from each other because we didn't have her anymore. So, And even though my dad was there, she knew. She knew that he was going to financially take care of us. But she needed us to emotionally take care of one another. And I think that's what the letter was about. The letter was about no matter where you go, how far y'all are, no matter what the circumstances are, one is better than the other. One is doing much better in the world than the other. No matter what the situation is, money, things, people, nobody in this world is more important than your brothers and your sisters. She left us with her mama gave her, and we stick together. And I think that's what the letter was about. It was about y'all gonna go through a lot of stuff, but y'all got to stick together. And that's just what it is. And I often say, I, I feel this is just me, that you in some way or another um wrote us or write us letters. You know, you have moments where you just kind of remind us. Of little things, hey, come together. These things are important. Um, you know, I, I, I think for me, years of my life was not understanding what was going on um, with you, where you were in your life, and I'd never forget the first time I really got a chance. An Aunt Carol sat me down and just began to tell me the whole story because I, of course, did not know. No one knew. And um, I talk about strength 
to get through the things I've gotten through. And, and of course, I'm often reminded of your strength, your ability to go through these life moments, have, I mean, we can't even get into the stuff that you have lived through, the unimaginable hurts and all sorts of disappointments. And to find a way to smile, you know, to find a way to pick yourself up and get through it, get to the other side of, of your life. Well, I, I had y'all. Yeah, well, well I, yeah. I didn't have a choice. Life didn't give me choices. Wow. And the choices that I chose gave me y'all. Wow. That's powerful. Y'all were the best choice I ever had. Thank you, Mama. I think, and I didn't even bring tissue. I didn't expect this to cry. But I love what you said. You didn't have choices. And then the choices you made brought us. And, you know, I often say, I'll share this. The other day I was having, man, just one of the worst days of my life. And my emotions were everywhere. And at this time, I'm 31. But I had a day the other day where I just needed my mother. I needed my mama. Hmm. And, um, And I called and you pulled through. And um, it was so much that day. It was so much. And I just appreciate you for being my mother, you know, because most times you, you want to be the sister. But that, and it, <laughs> I'll never forget, and I don't think I ever shared this, i never forget at 20 when I attempted the suicide, um, I never forget, I laid in the bathroom, took all those pills, and I'm just like, bro, I'm out, I'm ready to go. Because I've, I've just had a baby, didn't have any money, didn't have anything I can really do for my child. I just drove to, to Houston, y'all. I drove down, <laughs> went in there, had all the stuff in the car. I, anybody know me know I, I lose stuff. My mind, I'm, a, I'm ADHD for real. My brain is scattered. So I don't lose anything. Um, so I left everything in the car. And I got out of the car, went in the hospital, my, and my cousin was with me. We go down to go pick up uh, my daughter's mother's mom. And my car say, find me. The car is gone. It's been stolen. I have nothing. I called the security job I was working in Southeast Texas. I'm like, yo, my car was stolen. I just had my baby. I'll be back in two days. And they're like, no, if you're not back tomorrow, you don't have a job. I knew that wasn't going to happen. I um, I called Diane, who I used to work with at Gary's Coffee Shop, um, beautiful spirit. And, and she said, David, I, I don't have anything I can help you with, love. I'm so sorry. So I said, okay. Um, and, and had no, nowhere else to go. So we ended up at, at, at Tiffany Mom's house. I'm in a, a miserable place, and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't take life um, anymore. And i never forget, I, I went and bought some Tylenol, and I, that's all I had some change for. And I went and bought those, mm-hmm. and I just said, okay, well, this is going to be it. I just don't want to do this. And... Um, I, I thought my baby would be okay. I said, I was okay. I, I lost, Relatively young, I lost my dad. And I always had this idea that by 20, I would die. I was just convinced. 20 was it. Well, check this out. Funny thing. 
when I got off the floor and I woke up, the first thing that came to my mind that, that the Lord, I said, God, if I'm going to live, you got to have to, you, I need some help. I'll never forget this. I, I think this first time as an adult, I just really said, okay, let me call my mom and just see if I can get something. So I'll never forget. I called you and, and told you all the drama, <laughs> but I said, I need some money and you know, cause I got to get some stuff for the baby. And she said, well, I can, I can wire you a hundred dollars. And so she wired a hundred dollars. I, I called that my lifeline because because mm. I'm 20 and I got a baby don't know what to do I'm nervous and um, but I knew I had to take care of my child mm -hmm. and so I took the 20 I got on the I never got I found a, a, a metro bus pass that had this African dude name on it <laughs> and the <laughs> <laughs> and thank God his, his picture was scruffed on the thing. And uh, Abuja or whatever his name was, the bus driver say, Abuja, that's your name? And I started to say, no, it's David. But I thought, I got somebody else's bus pass. I just found it. I said, yes, I did this. <laughs> and I went sat down, y'all. And i never forget this. I, I rode that bus across town. And um, I found this job at Jack in the Box with no ID, no nothing. No nothing. And I often channeled, uh, I always channeled my mom's energy when it came to things like that because, you know, that's how you were. Like, you know, you get up and, you know, wasn't no calling nobody for a ride. Just get up and just start walking to work, sure. you know, and then go to Burger King and then leave Burger King, walk down the Wiener Snizzle and then come back home. And um, so, and so I, I, I channeled that energy I, I always channeled that when it came to work and my drive to work or whatever the case was that I needed to be whoever I needed to be to my child but I say this because that first for the first time since my child had been born I felt so robbed they, they took more than a car they they took my chance to be the father I thought I would originally get a chance to be to my child I just thought you know I'm gonna be the best dad ever because I didn't have one I'm gonna definitely do my best and uh, and that was taken from me. And so when you gave me that $100 bill, it was not just like giving me $100 to do what I need to do as a dad. It wasn't just like, here's $100, go get some diapers. For me, it was like, here's $100 to do the first thing I was ever able to do for my child. I couldn't do anything else for it before that. But think about this. What if... What if, see, everybody viewed life different. What if the car and the things in the car, what if it hadn't been stolen? What if it was still there? Would you be as strong as you are? Right. Would that, would right. that, would that hundred dollars have come into play? Right. You see what I'm saying? The car and everything in it, it had to be stolen. It had yeah. to, you had to go down to zero to see that you could be the dad that you are today. Yeah, and I think what's what was crazy is so you know I mean the zero days I didn't have <laughs> right, you know I think what's what's crazy is I uh, it, it it afforded me an opportunity to experience your love as an adult, you know because and, and I say this you know let me have a real transparent moment, you know for me um, my mom is has always kind of been the person I just. I didn't care about much growing up. I just really, 
always wanted to have that relationship. I've I've always been crazy about my mother. I I always have been. Um, when I was little, she would come to North and look in the in the window, and I would just tear up. I would just tear up because mm-hmm. I was I was young. And I guess here's the thing. I never forget. I would run to the edge of the the driveway, and and my aunt had a, a walkway, and then I would just stare over at Kingston because my cousin Sean stayed up top. So I would stare over to these apartments where she, because her and my cousin were close or still are, and I would just look over there. Just you know, maybe she gonna come out. And I don't know if I really could see over there, but I would always look in that direction, you know, because. It was it was all kind of craziness happening, you know. You getting a, you could be getting a dog thrown on you in one minute, or mm-hmm. being tied in a, a a pillow sheet, and it was just like, man, this is just not what's up, you know. And so for me, I always had this, and I felt like this even until a few years. Well, probably about till I was about twenty five, I felt like I was always chasing my mother, and that's all I, you know. Mm-hmm. Just having a relationship was was everything, you know, to have some type of friendship, somebody that I can, you know, talk to, hang out with. Because anything I ever did, I was always reminded, whether it was singing or cracking a joke or whatever the case was, it was always in comparison or, you know, in contrast to, you know, boy, you just like your mama. You know, and so that was the narrative. That was the that was the constant. But but you did. You did you you it wasn't that you was chasing that you were chasing a relationship with me or chasing a friendship with me you had to you had to be you had to be um you had to grow up yeah because the reality for me was um i had you because i wanted somebody to love me i, I didn't want to i was tired of loving everybody and nobody loving me and a lot of times wow. when you thought that i was not around it wasn't that i wasn't around it's just that i had to keep i was always in a constant fight uh for you you know for you i i felt guilty i felt bad i was sad i was brokenhearted for your grandmother and your grandfather i could not i had to put up with a lot a lot a lot a lot of stuff a lot of a lot of people in you know talking down and saying a really 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 evil stuff to me treating my other kids you know a certain type of way um when you couldn't be in that company but i had to um i had to respect the fact that they had lost their baby and this is all that's left of their baby this is right. it ain't nothing else Right. So it wasn't that I, I was running from you or you, that you were chasing me. I had to put you in a situation that I knew would be best for you. And it wasn't that you were away from us and never stayed with me. It wasn't like that. So the, you know, the listeners won't think it was like that. No, it wasn't it like was, that. It was you were, in a, you, were, you were safer. Um, I didn't have to worry about you come, you know, I, I don't have to bring the David. He's safe. I got to focus on Dante because I know he ain't got nobody. You know what I'm saying? It's right. just me. So um, it's kind of hard as a parent. I'm going to go back to this. 
imagine if we would have been in my mama's situation where she had somebody. If if something would have happened to me, where would your brothers and sisters have gone? Have gone. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. If something would have happened to me and I wouldn't have been hard on you or, you know what I'm saying, pushing you the way I did and getting on your nerves and making you mad and, you know, pissing you off. If I hadn't have did those things, you wouldn't be who you are today. If you wouldn't have seen the way I parented, I parented y'all so wrong. I was wrong on a million levels, but I thank God that I was able to, I was able to see it and apologize for it when I saw it, like, especially with Janae. I would see the, like, sometimes the way Janae would talk to the kids, I'd be like, that's so me. Like, don't do that. You're wrong. You're going <laughs> to screw your kids up. You know? But right. I, I just had to, um, I had y'all because I wanted my own love. I didn't care. I, I just wanted my, I wanted my own little people. <laughs> and sometimes with children, you got to make sacrifices. And I just, I sacrificed, I sacrificed, I sacrificed loving you my way. And I let your grandmother and them love you their way. Yeah. And I couldn't have made a better choice because Lena had, your grandmother and them had, David's grand, great grandmother lived to be 106. Mm-hmm. She died, a, she died not too, what, maybe a few months, either before. Before her 107th birthday, which yeah. is in September. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, y'all, my kids had a beautiful life. You wouldn't believe it, but my, my children have seen and been places people dare, you know, people wish they could take their children. And yeah, we, we did. They had a good life. We just, we just, I, our I struggle was, was our struggle. From well, putting every, y'all on a bike, I used to put them on a bicycle. The David be on the on the uh, handlebars, Dante will be on the little pedals in the back. Janelle will be on the ba- on the bar in the middle. But I had three jobs. I had to do what I had to do. When they right. got out of school, David was seven, eight years old. He knew it's going. If the phone ring two times and hang up, and call back and it ring three times and hang up, the next time it ring, you answer. That's me. Other than that, don't answer the phone. Don't open the door. <laughs> but I, we have to do what we have to do. I think too, um, and, and I always say. Um, everything is is beautiful in the end, yep. um, and the reason why I say that is because um, I hated growing up, I, not because you know I didn't have things. My grandmother had me spoiled, but I think you know you have this narrative or you have this message that as a child it's etched in your mind. No one could tell you this. You would only draw that understanding yourself mm. and um and 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 so for me it was always I always felt like I had to prove my love mm-hmm. and, and my love was always it was genuine I, I mean it didn't matter what didn't go right I genuinely loved you and I genuinely care um and I don't think people understand that's that is a hard thing to go through but you had to go. You had to do it because. Well, I understand now why. But yeah. I, I tell you, is again, if I didn't have to go, if I always learned, especially considering where I am in my life today, these were the prices that God would have me to pay, so that I could be 
who I am today. I would it, w- it would have had to be this way. Lena couldn't raise me. Um, nobody really could because it had to be me and God to have the understandings that I have to to believe the way I believe, to walk the way I walk, and to know the purpose that I possess. It's one of those things where you have to allow God to be God. But I'm telling y'all, I think for me, it was always like this thing. And I'm share, I don't think I've ever shared this with my mom, but it was always like this figment of my imagination. It was like you were dead. Hmm. And and because I would have these, oh my God, I would have these amazing moments in, that I hold on to to this day. So I, I, I used to do mental snapshots. We were riding one time in, in a gray Toyota Camry going to Galveston and the music is playing and my mom was a shot is a shot a kind of person and you know Rochelle Pharrell and all these good you know vocalists and and we just got all the windows down going to Galveston and I'm having to I'm like yo save this moment you know lock this moment in you know these were little things standing pine groves and my mom would always make it a point to sing you are my sunshine and and she would sing it all the time. And then I think by the time I was 25, I realized that I was not the only one that hurt from this narrative. You know, I wasn't the only one that, that cried because I had to go in another direction. You know, I had to get dropped off or whatever the case was. And then, again, like you said, you know, being a parent, you could be selfish and say, well, I'm going to take care of this child. Or you could say, okay, well, you know, I'm going to put this child in a better environment, you know, because so that the there's fight. no, yeah. Listen. Well, I know it was a fight because my grandmother and them drove. We, yeah, we went to Georgia one time and we pulled into the Greyhound station in Lake Charles. And my grandmother and my auntie was parked behind the Greyhound bus. I don't know what they thought, but they was right behind the Greyhound bus. But I tell you, the, the best time I've ever had with you in my life was in um, Leeds, Alabama. And, you know, you were, I guess, you know, when people share like interests, you, you get to learn a lot. But I really learned the understanding of your spirituality in that in that time. I got a chance to see your, not just your um, connection to Christ, but your connection to this spiritual being, which helped me understand at that age what got you through, you know, your connection to God, your your ability to be spiritual and not religious and have this this bond with God to know that, you know, you can go through all kind of hell and, and, and are going to come out on the other side. Mm-hmm. To know that, you know, my struggle is not in vain. Because what I later learned is you can't speak to what you have not been through. Right. So you can't save a life based upon your experiences like me, I had to go through molestation. I had to go through abuse. I had to go through, you know, these, these depressions because I have a responsibility to speak to it. That's why I can crack a joke and somebody that's having the worst day will end in a smile. Or I can show up when people are grieving and, you know, I, I ain't Tony stopped me at, um, spankers and say, I just left your mama over there doing what, doing what she do best, what y'all do. And I'm like, you know, and 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 become the go-to for your family when they're in their lowest moment. You know, they just look, okay, now what you going to do to get us through this? Right. And I think if we haven't gone through those journeys, you know, I'll talk about your journey. Eight years old, your mother is gone. 
There is no coming back. How was your How was your first night without your mom? I don't know. I, I don't know. Cause my 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 That hurt my heart. My aunts, I, I don't I don't I, I just I, I just I, and it wasn't the first night. It was the first day, day after. And um I remember them asking me if I wanted to go to school and I'm like, Yeah, I wanna go to school today. I wanna stay home. And I remember getting off the bus every every day, every day when I got off the bus, every day. From the first day I started school, my mama had this thing, weird thing she would do. And she I knew you, I know you in the house, mama, I just seen you at the door, you know. But every single day she would be in the closet, in the bathroom, under the bed, somewhere. But she fit to scare me. I ain't gonna know where she at, but she fit to scare me. I think that's so funny because <laughs> I think that's so funny because <laughs> I do this to a nihil. I do this to my kids and, and ask them. I do this all the time. Every it don't, they see me like I would get out the car and beat them in the house just so I could come from around the wall and scam. And Anaya, of course, knows. But I think about this because Anaya is eight. Right. And she's your age when you lost your mother. And Anaya hates for me to leave the house and and she not know if I'm coming back. So I just can't imagine God forbid my eight year old has to wake up one day or wake up morning after morning and I'm not gonna be there. I thought about that a lot when I was growing up. I wondered about um what if what if my path is the same path as my mama's? I remember when you turned thirty-five. And it's not just me; it's Melvin, Didi, Nick. We all we all were terrified to turn thirty. Like, is it a curse? Are right. we all gonna die? <laughs> you know. And yeah. All of us struggle with: Do we really want to have these kids? Like, do we want to go through this? Do we want to put our kids through this? When everybody got pregnant or when me and Nick got pregnant, when they first got pregnant in high school with Ashley, we, I remember sitting down and talking to her, and she said, what if I die? Who going to take care of Ashley? Wow. She was scared. Like She was like, well, can you take care of Ashley? If something happens to me, will you promise me you'll always take care of her? I was like, yeah, because I ain't having none. <laughs> yeah. I'm, okay, I got to do this plug, y'all, real quick. It's, it, this is uh, I didn't expect all this. All right, y'all. So look, make sure that you're protecting your family, and safety is a priority. And for those of you who are out here traveling unsafe, 
get you some protection. Check out Siren's Room. Make sure that you guys check them out on Instagram and all of the all of your uh, platforms: Facebook, Instagram. I think she's even on Snapchat. But you definitely want to get these keychains. They offer you a safe alternative. You can jab somebody, you can stab somebody, or you can shock somebody. Okay, and 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 if you stab them, they're gonna be shocked anyways. So definitely want to make sure that you invest in your safety. It's the Siren's Room. So look that up. S I R E N R O O M. Siren's Room. And make sure that you're able to protect your family at all costs and at all times. Now, if you are doing something, now we just had Mother's Day, so you, you can't say you wasn't doing nothing. But birthdays are always happening. Anniversaries are happening. Whether your graduations are getting ready to happen, what better way than to let your yard say congratulations? Okay, so Yard Talk HTX, that's the option. You guys don't want to miss this. Miss Love has some of the best yard signs. I celebrated my 31st birthday with my very first yard sign, and we know how people try to act so exclusive. They do not want you to know what they have and how they got it, and at the rate they got it at, well, that's okay. That's what we do right here at Sewage Media Group, as well as on the Activation Conversation Podcast. We want to bless you. So make sure you look up Yard Talk HTX for those of you who are in Southeast Texas, Southeastern area. They do travel as far as San Antonio. Let your yard say something special to those you love. All right, it's Yard Talk HTX. Back to this conversation. So, Mama, I have to ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> it's so funny because one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you and we had a chance to express our our heart and our love um we have um we have a unique relationship um and i'm very i'm very pleased with our relationship because um you know if we get to a point where we have to go off on each other we just we we just will and uh and 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 it's not and, and and look let me say this when i say go off i look now for those of y'all who are wondering, me and my mama have actually had an actual fight. We have mm-hmm. had a real fight mm-hmm. before because my mama was, she's the type of person that. When I say she, shut up, shut she up. She won't, yeah, she won't silence. By the time she, the P is done being <laughs> enunciated, she wants everything in the room to be quiet. And, and I was, I am still to this day. That's not me. I don't know what shut up mean. I'm not going to do it. And so we always had these moments. But let me tell y'all, it's so crazy. As much as we were bump heads, my love has always been very sincere, very strong. My mom was leaving for Dallas, no, Boston one time on the Greyhound. And I chased it. I thought they had just dropped me off. I enjoyed my time with her and my, my dad, Mr. Rasul. And, um, and then they had to take her on to the bus stop. The bus station and the depot just so happened to be a few miles up the road. Well, I ran that whole time to that bus station just to give her another hug. And I think one of the reasons why I've always felt like that was because of knowing that her mom died. I always thought, well, you know, even to this day, I have moments where I wake up and I have these dreams that my mom is gone. And that's just weird, you know, and we don't talk every day. You know, so don't think that we, we we don't get the chance to talk every day because we're always moving around. But I always, always felt like something would happen. You know, I was that was one of my biggest fears because, you know, especially when people make it seem like, you know, when they say out in the streets, I'm thinking you were out in the streets for real. You know, run them that's streets. The, that's the thing. That's what I was to tell you. Yeah. Things that you heard as a kid. 
And now that you are an adult, you can see that those things, they just weren't true. I yeah. was trying to get my music going, and that required that I had to travel. If I could leave and bring home, if I could leave and stay gone for three weeks and bring home $5,000, I don't have to wear, I don't, I don't have to, I don't, I don't have to put myself out there, you know what I'm saying, in some strange ways, you know what I'm saying? I don't have to do these things. I can actually put some money in the bank. I can take my kids shopping. They don't have to get the other people. Dante don't have to get your hand-me-downs. Janae right. don't have to get I can really do something for my kids. So that meant that I had to leave y'all for three weeks for my music. I was gone. Right. I just, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, you didn't, when I left, the very first time that I had, the very, very first time that I left, um, where did I go? I think you stayed with Lena. Did I go to Boston? I think I did. I, was it my first time? I can't remember, but excuse me, I left. And I can't remember where I went, but I had to sing. But the 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 pay was $2,500. Well, when I started out, um, and you you doing a, a opening for somebody and you don't have a band, a manager, you, you just... You just sing. Mm-hmm. $2,500 was a lot of money. You know right. what I mean? And I was in situations where I had bills due. Yeah. I And, and I got I have, I have a choice. I can let them turn all my stuff off, or I can do what God gave me. I, I can go sing, period. So I have to ask you, because <laughs> you sing. I don't like singing as much. You know, singing to me, you know, I, I don't mind singing, but I don't know. It's not my thing. Um, I use my gift so I don't lose my gift. But singing for you was like a passion, you know. Therapy. Yeah, because you would get, I mean, man, you can, you would get out there and just sing and sing and sing and or get in the bathroom and, and sing to Anita Baker or singing, you know. And that that taught me to, to appreciate my gift, of course, because, you know, mm-hmm. I, I never forget the first time I heard you sing, it was, I was at a, um, be, you know, of course you are my sunshine, and, but, mm. you know, I'm talking about like actually seeing you sing. It was at a funeral at Mount Calvary. And I was just in this awe, this state of awe, because, I mean, your voice is just so heavy and it carries so well. Um, how did music, to you, how did music save your life? Music was the one gift that my mama gave her children that uh, nobody can take. She woke up with her radio on. She went to bed with it on. So I got to ask you. music what, all day long. I need a song. I need a song. What was what was one of your mama's songs? Ooh, she loved Teddy Pendergrass. Oh, really? Yeah, Teddy she's, she's Pendergrass? A, I've been so many places. Seen so many things. Oh, she loved Teddy. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have to ask you, where? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, music. You, you know, because you you're the only one that sing, right? Can yeah. I come over them sing? Akadidi sing. Akadidi ain't net. Ain't net can sing. Mm-hmm. I did not. I've never heard ain't net sing. Yeah. Uncle Didi sings better than probably all of us. Are you right? serious? Yeah, Uncle Didi sings. Sing. 
I've never heard Uncle Didi sing. Really? And I, you know what's so funny? When Gloria told me about the singing, yeah, I thought I thought that that came from um, Papa. Papa. Yeah, because I didn't know anything about Granny singing. Mm-mm. Daddy, like, they just, we had a, we grew up with music. We didn't watch TV. I don't remember my daddy watching TV. I don't never remember my daddy watching TV after my mama died. And for some really? reason, he got yeah he he got into this weird thing with westerns. And Red Fox, Red Fox is his number one guy. Oh my God, he thought he was Red Fox. Yeah, we had our music. My brother and them had a had music going in their room. My mama and them had music in their room. Me and Ned had music in our room. They had a radio in the kitchen. My mama had a little bit of radio with a long antenna in the bathroom. <laughs> Really? We grew up with music. That's, That's why you put radios in the bathroom, because you'll bring a radio in the bathroom in a minute. And pray it don't fall in the tub. And pray. I just, <laughs> and, and I just thought, um, I've I, 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 I always wanted to have these, this conversation. Thank you so much Thank you. for um, just traveling this journey. And, and, yeah, we talked about us. We talked about you and your mom. But I learned something that a lot of... Um, a lot of this relationship that we have is 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 built in strength, you know, because I think so much of who I am is, is you. I think you have to have the life you have because we are we are life learners. Yep. So we take life experiences and turn them into lessons and, and put it out in a, in a in a well understood form or you know in preventative form. You know, some of the reasons why I'm very real and honest. You have it's, to be. Yes, because people were not honest <laughs> with my, me. My so. dad, my dad used to always, my, my dad always said, if you, if a man cannot look you in your eyes when he's talking to you, he probably lied. So it's easier for me to just, I don't mean to hurt people's feelings, but I don't have time to worry about your feelings either, because if I don't speak the truth and I sugarcoat something. You might miss a blessing. You might really right, miss right. out on some of your life. Imagine if I had lied. Imagine if I had told you a life full of lies just so you could feel better. <laughs> now think about well, it. Let me tell y'all what I'm saying is, <laughs> Jesus. My mama used to say the craziest things, and they would kill me, y'all. <laughs> what did I say? Because in her effort to get us to understand her... <laughs> Her sacrifices and stuff for her kids. Mm. She, it'll be some some of the most random stuff that, that you be like, dog. You need had to say that. <laughs> but my mom would be would really be like, y'all don't know how many things I had to suck so y'all can get something to eat. And you're like, wait, now we ain't got nothing to do with that. Since you got a whole food stamp card, Baby. look, hey, but I had to sell some food stamps to pay a bill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had to sell the food stamps to pay a bill. So that means I had to go do some ungodly things to make sure my children had. But y'all never went without. My children and, never, and, ever went without. And if I was struggling, they didn't know about it unless they seen me in that bathroom crying. Yeah. Or, 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 or now, nah, nah, let me be real. My mom had emotional outbursts. Very so sometimes much so. she would get a bill. I still have them. She'd I'm get a bill and go off <laughs> with a bill. And now, what she would do is, uh, Store whip. You know what's so funny? I, now we didn't catch a lot of whippers. The problem with whippers when we caught them was just they were just, oh lord, they were just they the were worst. Too extravagant. 
Like I just went whipping you like that. <laughs> no, I, I said we didn't. I said we didn't catch a lot of whippings. But when you did, the David, you did too much. <laughs> <laughs> when they, let me tell you, it you was did just too much. it was the worst. <laughs> and then one time for me, she just decided I'm gonna start fighting you. <laughs> and y'all, I was that was the greatest gift of my life because them licks were so soft. They were way softer than that belt. And and her thing well, was why you were screaming like that and David like I was just because <laughs> if I didn't scream you would have known they wasn't hurting and then you would have just kept going so I was like this I could deal with this you know I could deal with you know this because this the belt was the oh man you just uh, you pull a belt out for me and it was just over but Dante, my brother was different my brother would be like. It was never a question of who was going first, because he was always like, "Well, let's get it out the way," you know. So he would get he would get let the whipping would last a, a, a lot quicker would be done a lot quicker with him than me. Mine was always thirty minutes or more because well, we had to, to negotiate, <laughs> got to grab the bell. Mama, just let me talk to you and tell you. I don't want to talk. I don't, don't want to talk. Conversation is over, buddy. Let's I did. Let's get this whipping. I hated whippings, and I, I I despised them with a passion. So what happens? It, look, I, one time we got. I don't know what happened, but I just had a moment where I said, "She ain't whipping me no more, man." I just pushed her out the way. Threw her off of me, yeah. I threw her off of me. She, I don't even know if you got a lick in. I and I, this was like the Olympics, y'all, because I hit the I hit the hallway. <laughs> we had this long hallway. I hit the hallway. I'm running. I mean, I'm getting it. I jumped over the fan like a hurdle jumper because the fan was sitting in the middle of the hallway. I don't know why. Got to the door. Had to go through the series of of, of unlocking the door. Pulled the door and bam. <laughs> Her hand hit the door. She swung me to the couch and jumped on me like it was the WWE. <laughs> and then y'all, and we're we in Leeds, Alabama, so Alabama gets real cold at the, in, in the winter. Then when she, so I have no shirt on, so she said, "Get you some pants." I'm like, Let's "Get some pants for what?" You know, which I had them in my hand anyways. Put the pants on. Bam. Stay outside. Mm. I was so because my mom had this thing where she would gladly lock you out. Sure would. Didn't I mean you be outside shivering? People walking by looking don't even know you locked out. House in a minute, but this this is the thing though. If I would not have done a lot of the things that I did, y'all would have been out of hand. I want to thank. Listen, my children ain't never been to the penitentiary. My children, I got one that might might have got high, might have smoked him a little tweed, but at the end of the day. My kids ain't never been strung out on no drugs. I, I didn't have those problems. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I genuinely just did not have those issues. I didn't, see the, I didn't see that life for my kids. I saw a better life. And if it meant I had to beat the brakes off of them then, or put they, put they tail out of my house, then that's what, that's what had to happen. But now, At nine. if they, I don't care shit. You, I don't care. Dante was five. You want to eat all the Get cereal? Out. Get out. Get out. <laughs> Take the seat. Go ahead. Take the empty box with you, too. Go. I'll show you how to eat all the cereal. But Get out. They, but, but, but. And I thought, if, honestly, sometimes you was on the other side of the door laughing. I was. It was It was always funny. It was always funny. But they didn't know I was laughing. But my grandchildren, please don't please don't put y'all hands on them. That'd oh. be a whole nother thing. My, my grandchildren are not allowed to catch blankets. What did mine do? Uh I'll never forget my little sister Prisha came one time and was knocking on the door and we hadn't seen it in God knows how long so we had the door just so happy she was there and then so she said mama said who is it 
It's me, Nikki. <laughs> and she took her hand off the doorknob. Who? And so she would not let this girl in until this girl said, Mama. No. And and had her at the door just just really just waiting. <laughs> and I thought that was, you know, and again, I honestly say, you know, through life experiences, I can't say it was bad because you would, even when we got older in age, you would be gone. And then yeah. we just basically have a house See, to ourselves and 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 self govern. Yeah. And um and and not granted, but like you still, said, but y'all still in, in even though y'all had that type of independence, even though. But I always worked two and three jobs all my life. I've always worked two and three jobs. But if I if if, if that structure gave y'all some type of bless Janae Hart, she can't live with nobody. You can't live with nobody. Dante and none of y'all can't come live with me because y'all just can't put up with me. But no. But if something happened to me today or tomorrow, y'all are well structured. One, y'all gonna always take care of each. If I don't leave nothing, y'all gonna always take care of each other. Y'all, you might fuss, but they all gonna know. Go to David. Go to David. Go to David. Go to David. And they set up that way for a reason. I didn't set it up. It's just the way things were. Because if yeah. Dante, if LaDavid would have been older and it would have fell that way, then Dante would have been that responsible. But it just happened. God made it to where you were born first. I had two miscarriages before you. I lost two kids. I lost two, two little boys before you. So, God. Oh, you did. You know somebody tried to say my daddy has another son somewhere. He do. He don't. He do. I'm sorry, but he do, son. He do. And his name is David, too. I'm just trying to tell you, kid. You want me to show him to your Facebook? Yeah. I promise. Because somebody kept trying to, some, I, I, I don't know who it was trying to bet me that I have a brother. And I'm no. like, I don't have no dang on yes, brother. I'm my sure. daddy's only child. No, you're not. I am. No, you're not. You ain't going to wait till I'm 31 to share my life. I tried to tell you this when you was younger. You didn't want to listen. I would not. Who would listen to that? <laughs> I have. So, for the record, I am my dad's only son. Um <laughs> <clears throat> and none, none against anybody else's child. I mean, I'm just saying they should they should have brought that to the table sooner. But I thought it was mm. uh, it was a, a blessing um, to grow up and and be your child. Um, and you've done a good job, kid. You, you did great. Appreciate but, it. You know, I, here's now here's the takeaway. Honestly, all jokes aside, one thing uh, that we should learn through life is that um, growing up being raised is not about the parents you have. It's about your choice once you get to a place. Because what happens is so many people say, well, it's my mom's or my dad's fault that I'm this way. But life is a choice. Whatever whatever you've been given, you have to make the choice of and use that to decide who do you become? What do you become? Because all a parent can do is give you their best. Let me tell you guys, I never would have imagined at 31 I would be living something what somewhat like a parallel life. I have a daughter that I'm not privy to be a part of. Y'all, I just found my baby after a year of not being able to see her or talk to her. Um, I just found her on, I found a, a YouTube video. I, oh. I woke up, Ayana, really? I woke up crying one night, and I have these crying spells, I, I, and they're bad because... Of course, this is my child, and I really miss my child. Really? And I love her I love her dearly. So it was so funny that I just put 
Ayanna Richard in on Google search one day. And I found these YouTube videos that were so creative and had color and they were funny. And the name was Miss Ayanna and just so happened one led to a TikTok name. And then I went and searched the TikTok name, but there was never a face. And I, and I say this very, very transparently. I've not heard my baby's voice in a year. Hmm. I, I don't, you know, and so when probably more than a year and so when i found the tiktok it was just little things that i knew this was my child i knew this was my baby i knew i and then i finally heard a little voice snip and i'm like this gotta be my baby <laughs> and then i just went as far as to put two and two together went paid some money to do some address researching and, and compare some pictures and i'm telling y'all god will bring things together and and for me as a dad, and this may not sound like much to many, but for me, that was a, that was what I needed to just breathe. You know, you never, as a parent, stop. You, I don't, I don't, I can't fathom a parent not wanting to be in their child life. So let me ask you this: Huh? Do you feel now, as a parent, who cannot have that hold, can't touch your child, kiss your child? Be at things for your child. Yeah. Miss your childhood. Do you understand what I was dealing with and yeah. raising y'all? That's hard. I, I think that's hard. Yeah, it it, it is um That is hard. It is 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 a bad thing for anybody. You know, I and I'm honestly I tell people the source of my greatest depressing hurts today is just that. You know, because one thing I pride myself on is, and, and let me be clear, I'm a very great dad. I love my kids. I ride hard for my babies. Mm-hmm. I entertain their imagination. I, I do all of that with my children, and I have you're a child that's you're missing you're that. You're an awesome dad, kid. I Thank you. Thank you, Mom. I, and so I feel like, you know. Will you, so, be, will you be my daddy? Goodbye. <laughs> so I think, I, 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 but I do. I, I think God has a way of saying, let me, let me really heal you. So you understand, because a lot of the hurt most of us will encounter, believe it or not, that hurt is not, a per- some people don't wake up and say, let me go out here and hurt my children in the worst way. Mm-hmm. You have no choice over how life uh, moves once you are, once a child is here. Like you said, I had children for love, to, to love me. Yeah. So then you to, you, to have a child to love you, and then now be put in a position because of the, the, the murder of my dad, you're now put in a position where you have to use your heart in a different way. Right. You have to decide, do I use my heart for me, which is why this right. child is even here? Right. Or same, do, same sacrifice, though. Yeah. Same sacrifice. Well, yeah, same sacrifice. Same sacrifice. Yeah. Only difference is you living and David is not. That's, that's it. That's the only difference. <clears throat> right. But the sacrifice is yeah. the same. Right. You see what I'm saying? Because I could have been just like your baby mama. I could have been bitter as hell. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And kept you from your grandmother. Your from the family. From the entire family. From that love. I, exactly. Yeah. Now, what if I would have did that? And, and I think like that. And it's so funny that God allowed this mm-hmm. to be on parallels. You know, and it's funny you're saying that because my mind, I often reconcile whatever I felt as a child. I often reconcile it with what you just said. You know, what if I was kept from that kind of experience? Right. That kind of love. My children do a bunch of amazing things. And right. I think every day my child is missing. You know, I, I, right. I, 
when you get to the point where you go Christmas shopping and you just stop buying gifts as though you, your child is not living because you know. I, let me tell you what I found. I sent a hoverboard for Christmas. And I, my heart flooded when I seen her riding the hoverboard. And she, that's how I found that was her. I seen the hoverboard. And I knew it because I bought it. Right. And she fell. And she said, oh, that's all right. I'm okay. And her voice. And y'all, I'm, yes, I cried. I cried the whole. <laughs> I cried till I was shaking. That's how bad it was because I miss my baby every single day. Uh, that I'm, I'm not able to touch, kiss, hold her, and let her know I love her because that's a little girl that that I don't care what stepfather, whatever. What happens is you have no control over how a child rationalizes your absence. Mm-hmm. Right. You you have I, I have a there will be a day where this adult woman will come to me for reconciliation, and my argument or my conversation will not be with what is true, but what she has had to tell herself to get through this. Right, and that will be the, the and and same with you. You know, you you some of your back and forth with me was what I had to tell myself to get through with it, to get through or make sense and of how I felt. So it may not have been true; it just became my truth, and that's the conversation I'm one day gonna have to have with her. Now, you know, and what do you do? Do I will I go through that all my life to prove to her that my love has always been there? Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, I kept every. When they returned, when my daughter, when I, when we got Prisha back, I went to my cousin's house and I had a box. And in that box were cards, teddy bears, dolls, clothes, letters, everything that I had sent and they sent it back to try to keep me out of her life. I knew my child was coming back. Didn't know when, but when she did come, she was going to know that we... Never forgot about you. Here go all your stuff we sent you. And they, Always loved and, you. And they sent it back. So so she would know, oh, wow, they sent it back? So you, so everything that they said, like, you really did try to reach out to me? Like, wow. you really sent me, like, you, all of this, and you can't lie on a letter because it's got a postmark date. <laughs> yeah, you can't lie, baby. That envelope going to show you what day it was get, sent. And give up your, and give up um, your location. And we got Preacher with it, 13. When y'all found Preacher? Uh, I think 13, 12, or 13? No, 12, no, no. Pretty 11. sure it was 17. I know, but in 2013 or two. Oh, yeah, 13. 13, 13. 12, or 13, one of them. But anyway, when we found Precious. No, no, that was before that because I, I had yeah, moved back. Man, yeah, because Man Man was born in 13. Yeah, it was like 20, 20, 11, 11. 11 or 12. Yeah, because I was still living in Houston. Well, when we found, when, when, when found Precious, the beautiful thing about all of that is now he talked about confusion. That's confusion. I right. know she had a lot going on. My mama don't want me. My daddy don't want me. Like I, I'm not. I'm just not wanted. But that wasn't the case. And that's what you do for your baby. You keep your stuff for your daughter. You I keep am. letters. I, I, I prepare myself. You had them kids write her letters, and you know you box these things up. And if you don't have an address on her, for her, that's okay. Send it and mail it to yourself so she can see the day you wrote it and the postmark date will still be on there. Wow, I think that's cool. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that into consideration Please. and do that. Uh, mom, thank you so much. Um, thank you. But, but I got your, you. You said this your mom's song in the background, and and I don't know. You know, you again. You always feel a sense of connection. I, I talked about all of our struggles today with you guys, the things that we went through. Because what I would love for you guys to take away, and what I would like for this to activate you in knowing, 
is your strength is uh, your hurt is so much a part of your healing process and so much of who you are is is built in what you've been through i take pride in every struggle i've ever encountered today i'm more proud of myself for the things i have been through than the things i've never been through you know i, I don't take pride in being one of the people say oh i've never had no money I, I, i've been broke okay um but, I, but right <laughs> just come on sis but but, but, but i'm but i'm not rich. broken but here's the thing i i'm never going to be broke because mm. of mm. my my what's inside of me you know what what we possess within i know people with money and they are broke right now right because when and you broke, spend the bro- money and broken and broken and, and and when you spend the money and still can't buy the piece that you just paid for then guess what? That is that is the definition of broke. Hmm. I am blessed because I can smile with nothing. And and hmm. let me tell you, there's not a dollar amount or value on that. I walked in this building in 2010 to go to work, to go to the call center. And I would always divert and act like I was going to my office, okay? <laughs> we fast forward to this year of 2021, 11 years later. And I am going, literally, I'm walking in this building to my office. I don't think I would be in this space if I was never in those spaces. I can tell you about life because of what I've been through. And so all of you have to understand that when you go through something, it's just like the military. When you, I have an uncle who has a purple badge or something, and it's because he almost got blown up. And guess what? He prides himself. His, if he don't, his wife do. Because that tells you he was committed to to the fight. Yeah. I have scars and, and stories and things that my mom as well. And this is what make you warriors. This is why when people are going through hell and, and, and I'm laughing, it's not that it's funny. It's just I know how to get through some stuff. It's that, just that heaven on the other side of hell. It's yeah, like, right. hell you going through? And you know that's the truth. When you go through it, you, <laughs> when you've gone through a, a certain hell enough, you stop. there's nothing you go through that you don't, like for me, if, 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 if I have my worst day today, I stop thinking about today because I've had worse days before. And there are days 10 years ago, like the day I, I said when I took the, tried to commit the suicide, hmm. I didn't expect to be here today. But, I'm, but I am. So if, if you get to the other side of your problem, you'll see your promise. So, Mom, I have to ask you one last thing and I'm letting yep. you go. If you, could, um, if you could say something to your mom. If you could thank her for anything that she's done for you, not just in the eight years, but, you know, through through guidance in life. Because I believe those who love who we love do play a role in guiding us. If you could thank your mom for anything, what would you thank her for? I would thank my mom for leaving my brothers and my sister and I the one message that that we struggle with, but it's real right now. <laughs> For real, like we 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 together. We talk every day. Good. We tell each other we love each other. We laugh every day, but we. She, she gave us togetherness. I, I would I would if I could if I could talk to thank her right her now. That. I would thank her for giving me brothers and a sister, and I would I, I would thank her for giving us instructions to stay together, get through wow. it. You know what I mean? I was always the one anyway. It didn't matter. They was mad at me or not. I don't give a damn. We just talk. We're going to talk through our problems. And at the end, we're going to say we love each other. And, okay. And on the flip side of that, what would you, what would you, what do you think your mom would say to you today? 
Thank you for staying in your brother's face. Thank you for staying in your sibling's face. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for not worrying about, you know, them being mad. Be mad. And 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 just so you guys are clear, what um I believe in saying the name of our loved ones because they never leave us. Your mother's name was full name. Martha Jean Weathers Richard. That's right. And uh, because of who she was, we are who we are. Exactly. And so uh, we thank God for her. We thank God for her life. And she definitely left a legacy. Every day I go out and we feed, I feed uh, the homeless or I do any of this stuff, I'm reminded of her. Um, never met her. Never got a chance to know her. But she just had that heart. She had that heart. Had that and heart. I feel it. I feel it every feed single anybody. time. Everybody would come home from school. I'm like, Everybody would come up from school. My brother and my, my brothers were <laughs> star quarterback and star running back. At the high school? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And, you know, duh. But um, duh. <laughs> every day my mama would have homemade biscuits and fried chicken. And really? And a gallon of Kool-Aid every day. Oh. That's what the, that's what the, and they, when they walk home from school, they know they can stop by Miss Martha's house and get a piece of chicken and a biscuit. So, that was their thing growing up. So that's how I know everybody in Orange. Like, all Uncle Didi and Uncle Melvin friends. But Uncle Didi is saved now. He, he don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, all of that might change when we get there at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, look, I appreciate you guys having this conversation with you again. I would like to definitely thank my mom for joining me, uh, for having, having this me. conversation about activation. Um Again, I just thank you because you're always willing to, you know, be that type of person that I need you to be to just talk to me or whatever the case is. And, and no, I would like to, and I shared with my mom the other day, I would love to see us grow closer and spend more time together um, because you only get one mom, okay? And it is very important that you cherish those moments because if, if nothing else, 2020 has taught us that nobody's living. Okay, yeah. nobody's living uh, uh, through this, um, and and so life changes every day, and you don't want to live like you have time because time is something you do not have. You only have enough time to do it. Do what you need to do now. That's the time you have time for. So if you love your mom, you love your family, make sure they know it. To my grandmother, uh, Martha Jean Weathers. Richard, thank you for birthing such a beautiful woman. I absolutely adore she my mom. She is beautiful. She is, and, and her voice is even more beautiful. I, I love you. Uh, look, remember, in life we can have a million conversations, but if someone is going to have a conversation, let it be about your activation. All right, thank you guys for this moment. Things never looked clearer. Girl, you grown. Never felt nearer. That was good. My burn's gone. It's turned into a song Tender as a baby's touch I needed you all oh, so much At last the Lord